Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, oh boy, we are Cinnabuds. Hi, everybody. I am 889's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films Christopher Pollard. And we are Cinnabuds. Today, we are watching, have watched, have seen The Dead Don't Die. In this peaceful town, on these quiet streets, something terrifying, something horrifying is coming. Excuse me, we're closed. Get away from me! The Dead Don't Die is the new movie from Jim Jarmusch. That's a great question. I think uh, only history will tell us the answer. Yeah. Jim Jarmusch is like a kind of like a cult director. You know, he has this kind of like air about him. He has done uh, um, about like 13 movies and they have all had a certain amount of like critical acclaim and cult success. He kind of has this cast of characters that he goes with yeah. being like Bill Murray. He's got RZA in all of them, Iggy Pop, Tom Waits. John Lurie in the early ones. And this is Jim Jarmusch's zombie comedy. Yeah, finally. <laughs> when you think of Jim Jarmusch, you think, when's he going to do a zombie comedy? Right? He started off doing these black and white, stark, kind of airy. Intensely hip. Yes, intensely hip. Very New um, York. Art movies. And the last movie, Only Lovers Left Alive, yeah. was about vampires. And so here we have him following up with a movie about zombies. Okay, Polly, what did you think about this movie? Well, the funny thing happened on <laughs> the way to the theater is I fell asleep on a couch because I'm 100. So you did not see I it. I did not see it. I re I was going to – this is my thought pattern. Yeah. Uh, I have plenty of energy. I'll go to the late show on a Tuesday because I'm young. Mm -hmm. And then I fell asleep for two and a half hours on my couch and missed it. Well, I watched it, so I will tell you about well, it. Well, good for you. Let, let me tell you, you did what your I thought job. about it. Let's do good <laughs> things about this movie. Um, good things are the cast, as with any Jim Jarmusch movie. He's got Bill Murray is great. Adam Driver is absolutely wonderful. Tom Waits is Tom Waits. Chloe Sevigny, Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover. Buscemi? Buscemi? Just kidding, <laughs> yeah, another um, RZA. The, the cast is great. The thing that I really love about any Jim Jarmusch movie is the dialogue. Yeah. The dialogue is so real. And it is like, in in stark contrast to Godzilla, which we are talking about next week, mm -hmm. where the, the dialogue is stiff and controlled and not realistic, the dialogue in any Jim Jarmusch movie, in, this one included, is so natural it just, it feels like it is happening in real time. So that was what was great about this movie. What was not great about this movie was that it was about zombies. <laughs> and it also had a lot of like, kind of like social and political commentary. It felt like it was written the day after the election. Yeah. Then went through production and then went through post-production and is now made two years later. And it, it just like... It's literally the kind of like worldview and point is that like, aren't we all just zombies, man? Oh, like boy. people and they're consuming things. And like, we're all just zombies stuck looking at our phones. It's just like an argument yeah. that has been made and played out. And that I fundamentally 
disagree with. And it was also, it's like, isn't, aren't we all zombies? But not you, person that's watching this movie. It's kind of like this weird, like wink to you to be like, Pander "Hey, you're audience. you're better than everybody else yeah. because you're seeing this movie, or because like you aren't a zombie." And I I really didn't care for that. I always worry about filmmakers that I love as they get older. Yeah, traditionally stop making their best work. Yeah, which is you know kind of par for the course. But I this this is one that makes me concerned, even though because I like Patterson, who's his last movie was beautiful uh-huh. it was wonderful so i'm not worried yet everyone has a stinker once in a while yeah and this j- is just felt like old man yells at cloud just kind of like <laughs> crotchety old man making yeah. this like half-hearted political commentary that has been made a bunch of times before then he, so then he falls asleep on the couch for two hours yeah so mm, same old story yep so i i don't think that you missed much also, in a way, it kind of made sense for Jim Jarmusch's career. You know, it just felt like kind of like he's bored making movies. Tried a vampire movie. Tried a vampire movie. Tried yeah. a zombie movie. It was like intensely aware of itself, which like at times was funny. But I've times... heard a lot about that. I want to. We'll talk about that in the podcast right. more because I, I have questions about that. So in the podcast, um, K. Polly is going to be bringing up rumors or things that he has heard about the movie, and I will either confirm or deny. Word on the street. Is. Word on the street. And also, we'll rank our Jim Jarmusch movies because we both love him as a yeah, director. Yeah, we're going to celebrate Jim Jarmusch regardless of this movie. Yes. So in the podcast, stick around for uh, things that we love about Jim Jarmusch and our top five Jim Jarmusch movies ranked. Support for CineBuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at associatedbank.com slash mkefilm. Member FDIC. Support for CineBuds comes from your membership and Steinhoffel's Furniture, fourth-generation family-owned furniture and mattress retailer serving southeastern Wisconsin since 1934. Steinhoffels offers leather and upholstery, dining and bedroom furniture, plus fireplaces and mattresses. Online shopping at steinhoffels.com. And we are oh, back. Well, thank you very much. Back with Jim Jarmusch. Um, so the good things about this movie, the dialogue was felt very good and very real. And it was for a zombie movie, it was a bit different for a zombie movie where there was it took a while to like sell the idea that like zombies are happening. It was it was like there was a bit of buying into that that felt real and the cast was great. As far as a comedy, it relied heavily on it being aware of itself, which worked in parts and didn't work. Yeah, see that that's uh, uh something that was mentioned to me. So I talked to a few people who have seen it. Yeah. And I've looked online, and it seems just universally panned, this movie. Yeah. And one of the things that somebody, one of the bad parts is they, is the self-awareness was, was like, lazy self-awareness. So I heard there's a scene where, essentially, Adam Driver says, well, this is going to, he keeps saying, this is going to end badly, this is going to end badly. Yeah. They ask him how he knows, and he said, because I read the script. Yeah, yeah. And then they actually call he out. says, Jim. Jim. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Damn you, Jim, or whatever it is. Yeah. And I was like, that could be used effectively to call out the fact that you're in a movie, and I think it's been done before. But that phrasing that it sounded really lazy and kind of boring. Yeah, there. I feel like I used to love movies that were 
meta and self-referential and were like aware of themselves. And I don't know, for whatever reason now, like when it happened in this movie, there's like part of it where I'm like, okay, we're aware that this is a movie. Yeah. It's kind of daring, but also. But maybe he just didn't do it skillfully. Yeah. Maybe it's okay to do it, but maybe you just have to be able to put a little bit more effort. I felt like the part where he, where he said, like, you know, Jim gave me the script. I was right. like, I felt like that part worked because you are watching that movie knowing that Jim Jarmusch is a director. Yeah. Knowing that you are watching a Jim Jarmusch movie. So it was a little, like, nod to everyone that went and you know that you're seeing Though Jim I wonder, Jarmusch. I wonder about that because, like, not everybody knows who Jim Jarmusch is. Like, the general, I think a lot of people don't aren't always following directors, but this movie has so many big stars in it that, like, you know, just somebody who's not super into the culture might, I, I would imagine a lot of people are going in not, be, not being aware of the director and his oeuvre. So I bet that could spoil it for a lot of people. Like, wait, what are they talking about? Possibly. Yeah. And I, if, if there was a lot of this movie that was just, like, telling the audience that they're you know that they're smart yeah and uh, which i i think that's the part that i don't like where yeah. it's like you're special because you're right. watching a movie that's made by me yeah um i mean as much as i love him all his movies have like a drop of that if if not super direct like what it sounds mm-hmm. like this movie is they always have a drop of like you're you're in the you're in the group man you you know me and you like They've always called him like the hipster director, mm-hmm. the New York smoky, you know. Yeah, uh, that is. <laughs> no socks. No, I'm uh. just kidding. Um, so he's always had that sort of insider vibe, even though he's most, he's very incredibly independent and he's you know sticks to his his values, which is great. I mean, it's fine. That's like a stu- that's part of his style, and it doesn't really bother me. But you can see how that could get out of control sometimes. And maybe I don't know. if There's a part of me that's like, well, maybe. Like being super insidery, I don't know. Maybe I'm just over it. You know, yeah. maybe that that's just you know being more accepting of everyone. And uh, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Maybe I, I feel like there was a part of in in my life where I was like, I that I am on the inside and other people are on the outside. And maybe yeah, I'm when just you're like, younger, you always want to feel like you're part of a thing that nobody knows about. Right. And, then, and now we all know about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we realize it's, a it's okay less. that we all know about it. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone yeah, yeah, should yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, but the cast was great and the dialogue was really written well and that is what Jim Jarmusch does. This was not our favorite Jim Jarmusch movie. So let's do our top five favorite. We both made our list. Yeah. Our top five favorite Jim Jarmusch movies. What is number five on your list? My number oh. five is Dead Man. Dead Man didn't make my list. Didn't make your list. I go back. I honestly go back and forth about that movie, which I think is great. What one of the reasons I like it? Right. It is incredibly stylized, and this cast is very strange. It's got Johnny Depp as the lead, but honestly, I like all the other cast the best. Mm-hmm. I like westerns a lot too. So to see like a like a very modern, weird version of a of a of a Western was really exciting. Did it throw you off that the dialogue it does not match up? No. no, no, that's part of the reason that I'm kind of into it. Like it's just a straight, just this oddball version of a Western with great costumes and great sets and everything, but still, it's very much a Jim Jarmusch movie that he made probably in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or wrote in New York with and with these actors that are like indie actors everywhere, but. It's very contemporary at the same time. For sure. I enjoyed it. Um, my number five is Down by Law, which yeah. I'm sure is on your list. It's 
It's I don't want to spoil it, it's, but it's up yeah, there. <laughs> it's there. Uh, Down by Law, one of his earlier movies, Black and White, um, Tom Waits plays a DJ. It's mm-hmm. just like Tom Waits is like the romantic Tom Waits that I imagine him to be. Yeah. Um, it's a great movie. Roberto Bernini and John Lurie and Tom Waits, yeah. Just a wonderful, like, this ragtag group of weirdos. My number four is Limits of Control. Yeah, that's the only one I haven't seen. I think Limits of Control is uh, flies a bit under the radar for his movies. I think with, with like, any movie, it's going to be, a, like, how it hits you, yeah. where it hits you when you watched it. I watched this movie, like, when I was in college yeah. and when I was, like, really kind of, like, falling in love with cinema. And uh, Limits of Control is really stylized. It's mm. really visually beautiful. I, yeah. like, like we're talking about here, I think I like Jim Jarmusch because I think he writes incredibly natural dialogue. But in Limits of Control, it's all style. Yeah. It is like a red suit and a white cowboy hat. It's right, Tilda yeah. Swinton just looking like art. Yeah. It is visually just a beautiful, beautiful movie. There's hardly any dialogue in Limits of Control. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's just visual, absolute beauty. Uh, number four on my list. My number four is not a Jim Jarmusch movie. Uh oh. But he is in it, and I'm counting it. Okay. Uh, I'm going rogue. It is a IFC fishing show called Fishing with John. Oh my God, Fishing with John is so good. Fishing with John. Now, I, this is gonna be oh, a hard I'm so sell. Glad that you it is a fishing it. show made by the Independent Film Channel, starring John Lurie, who's this hipster actor musician from New York. Fishing with John. He takes all these different uh, so actors and directors, and there's an episode where he takes Jim Jarmusch out mm. to uh, to fish for a shark. Yeah, uh, it's. Edited, it's, there's the narration. It's hilarious. It's it is a doc show, but they add all these elements into it that make it hilarious. The the narrator is one of the best narrators in the history of movies. Um, definitely check out Fishing with John. Tom oh. Waits has an episode. Oh, the Tom Waits Dennis episode. Hopper goes looking for a giant squid. Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned it. Brilliant. It, it technically doesn't count, but um, yeah, but I was just gonna wedge but, it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad you did. Um, uh, number what's number three for you? Number three is Patterson. I, I have and not seen Patterson. See. I I was gonna say I've seen every one of his movies. That's his but I guess last I haven't seen last Patterson. film. Adam Driver's also in it. He plays a postal worker, I think, I don't know. but who's also a poet. Uh, so it's beautiful. It's about poetry and about what? his relationship. I've even heard this. Yeah, it's stunning. It's so it's just a sweet movie, which is a little bit different for Jim Jarmusch. It has his tag style in it, but um, it's a much sweeter movie. It's a great dog in it. Dang. I yeah. gotta see. I thought that I had seen them all. It's beautiful. I would definitely check it out. Number three for me is Ghost Dog. That didn't make my list. No. Uh, Ghost Dog, um, the a Samurai, yeah. The Way of the Samurai, um, uh, featuring Forrest Whitaker, um, who, uh, you know, has pigeons and he oh, is yeah. a samurai. And uh, I, I really love that movie. I, for some reason, I was so excited about that movie. It seemed like it was ju- it was for me, like everything in it. I love Forrest Whitaker. But I don't know. I just didn't connect to that one. Okay. Number two, Mystery Train. Ditto for my number two. Oh, yes. Mystery Train is so great. It's really um, good. Going to Memphis, it's like, I remember going to Memphis and then like going to all the spots in Mystery Train. Yeah. Screaming Jay Hawkins oh, yeah, in, yeah. is in it, which is like one thing that Jim Jones does great is- like we love seeing musicians as yeah. actors and he always features major musicians as right. actors, which is just such a cool move. It really is. And it also like kind of like establishes his taste and also establishes like your taste as a as a 
watching it. And uh, the placement of Screaming Jay Hawkins as the bellman is just oh, like absolutely so good. perfect. And I love how I this and Night on Earth, another one of those films, they have little episodes, like different characters you're following, totally. which I really enjoy in movies. Like, here's a little episode about this character. Here's little a little vignettes. They weave them around. I love that. And it's a really fun movie. Uh, number one. My number one is Down by Law that you mentioned. Wow. It's Roberto Benini, Tom Waits, John Lurie. They're escaped felons. They've got the traditional, like, striped uh, yeah. prison uniform, and they're escaping from the law, literally chained together at one point. It's very funny. It's very cool. Um, but that scene in the prison where they're, like, going around in the circle and singing the song. Yeah. Uh, that movie, Roberto that Benini is a great is, like, this annoying fly they can't get rid of, but then they yes. can't grow to love him. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Down by Law is great. One of my favorite movies, period, honestly. I Honestly, I wasn't surprised that that's your number one. I'm just... No, surprised that my number one didn't make your list. Oh, yeah. What is it? Which is coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. What? I uh, get <laughs> out of here. Kirsten, who I work with, is going to be so oh, mad at me. Oh, my. She, she loves that movie, and, I, and I've never told her that. Uh, and she she doesn't listen to the show, so I can say whatever I want. What? Kirsten, I, I don't like that movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why don't you like coffee and cigarettes? Coffee and cigarettes, I love it because it is a series of little vignettes. Yeah. And he's great at writing dialogue, and each one is this weird, abstract, surreal little bit of conversation yeah. that you have. And it's it's just all dialogue. It's like a J.D. Salinger book. You know, it's just like it's all dialogue. It's just these characters talking to each other about little weird subjects, and each, each pairing is great. Mm -hmm. Each conversation is interesting and unique and has something to say. I, it's just a string of vignettes. There's like no yeah. real... There's no real plot that like brings them together or twists it together, around. Coffee, cigarettes. And yeah, talk. the whole point of the movie is just to hear people talk, which is my life. I will say two things. Fine. One, I not allowed. Kind of feel like I just need to watch it again. Yeah, you probably because I watched it a long time ago. But I and I do remember loving like two of the. I remember thinking there's two of those segments I loved a lot. Yeah. But since then, I'm now familiar with Wu Tang Clan very much. At the time, I wasn't sure. Um, but, yeah, I kind of feel like maybe this is a one I need to revisit. But I remember at the time being kind of underwhelmed. Oh, yeah. God. The one, the scene between Tom Waits and Iggy Pop. That's That was the one that stuck out. I think about that one all the time yeah. where the, the scene is that it's Iggy Pop and Tom Waits. And uh, Tom Waits it wants to smoke a cigarette. And, he, and Iggy Pop was like, oh, I quit. And he says, well, I mean. What a great excuse to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> you know, he's like, well, well, you quit so you can have one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think about that all the time. Oh, it's such a great one. Um, all right. Those are our top five Jim Jarmusch movies. We love Jim Jarmusch. Did not love yeah, this one. movie. But it's it's one of those where if you like Jim Jarmusch, it's like... It's you got to see them all. It's worth. like a Pokemon. You yeah. got to catch them all, man. So yeah. maybe see it anyway. Maybe you'll I, like it. I did fundamentally disagree with the spirit of the movie. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you enjoy. But go but out and enjoy fine. it. If, uh, if, uh, if you need a zombie comedy and you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, yeah. that's probably what you should be doing. That is probably Because uh, that's doing. probably the best one ever. Let us know your favorite um, funny zombie movies. There are plenty. Or funny horror movies. Also, it just I love, didn't need to I exist. love funny horror movies. We've got enough 
funny zombie yeah, movies. I am, can I tell you, I, it's been about seven years since I've cared about zombies. Right? I'm it really just felt like so much. why, and it was just brought up to be like a commentary yeah. on people that voted for Donald Trump. And let's, I, uh, as a culture, let's move on from zombies. Le, yeah, we just, we just don't need to do it. It's been done. Why not a good uh, a good swamp monster? We yeah, <laughs> swamp monsters would have been untapped yeah. resource, guys. Swamp monsters. It was yeah. <laughs> so all right, um, dead don't die. Jim Jarmusch. Let us know your top five Jim Jarmusch movies. I do like the title? Yeah, great. And the positive the, ending on it. I like the title. Like the title. The theme song is by Sturgill Simpson, which they made like a big deal about the whole time, and the song is great. <laughs> As well, they did make a very big deal about it. A big deal about it. The entire movie. Um, uh, All right. (laughs) That is it. Dead Don't Die. Jim Jarmusch. Uh, This is Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Talk about a hipster. We we have uh, our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. We also get support from Associated Bank and Steinhoffel's Furniture. Thank you, guys. We get support from our members, too, from Milwaukee Film and 889 Radio Milwaukee. Ooh, I like all of them. And what's the last thing you say? You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Anywhere. Anywhere. Search Cinebuds. Thank you for listening. Bye.